Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by Zachariah Kamara. Frenchie fights out of Cincinnati, Ohio under head coach Jeremy Pender at Vision MMA. Frenchie had a win. According to him, (laughs) wasn't really the biggest of fights, but he did win a professional MMA fight last night um, via rear naked choke in the first round. And for today's episode, he came on and he helped me to do some analysis of mostly, yeah, really, just the main event from last night's UFC 290 through 293 event in Sydney, Australia. Really appreciate Frenchie coming on with me. If you're a fan of the show, I ask that you please send some referrals the way my sponsors. The title sponsor of the show is Louisville Combat Academy, located at 7908 Beulah Church Road, Louisville, Kentucky, 40228. They have a great MMA program, but also, even if you aren't planning on fighting in the cage, they have a great jiu-jitsu program for adults, female-friendly classes, and a great kids program also. Check out Louisville Combat Academy. Heidi Solars Coots. Heidi is a licensed clinical social worker and licensed clinical alcohol and drug counselor, specializing in treating anxiety, depression, trauma, and addiction with a mindful and holistic approach. Heidi is actually my mother, and I can attest she is a saint. Call her at 502-457-1823. Virtual and telephonic appointments are available anywhere in the United States. Veercast Digital Media. Veercast Digital Media at veercast.com. Matt McCarthy runs Veercast, and he is also the producer for The Kelly Patrick Show. They do video production, aerial drone photography, web design, and podcast production. Contact them at info at veercast.com to start your own video show or podcast. Also, my health insurance practice, Benefits Analysis Corporation. Based in Troy, Ohio, I work from my Louisville, Kentucky office. I can help anyone in the United States with their health insurance needs. I'm an independent broker for health insurance solutions for individuals, families, Medicare eligible individuals, and also groups. I can also write life insurance, and long-term care. If you want to support the podcast, please send me some referrals. 502-386-0978. Welcome to the Kelly Patrick Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. In today's episode, I am joined by returning guest, Zachariah Kamara. Uh, Zach, how are you, sir? I'm good, man. Another day. You had a big fight last night. Tell us about it. I want to say a big fight, but it was just, you know, another side quest. And, uh, I just get there. I just got a rear naked choke. Okay, so we are recording this episode today, uh, Sunday, September tenth, twenty twenty three. Last night there was a big UFC card, and also Zachariah Kamara, in his opinion, got a. What? <laughs> Isn't every fight a big a big fight for you? No, not really. No, I mean it's just about how big you make it. But personally, it's like you know. It's like I train a lot and, you know, I do a lot of things to, that like lead up to the fight. But it's not that like I don't take it seriously, but it's like I don't like make it like my whole life. Like I don't like get to the point where like, you know, you focus on something so much that like it becomes like toxic, you know. Okay, very cool. So you, you still enjoy it and 
You had a win last night. I know based on your standards, which you have set for yourself at this point in your career, um, you know, that, that on paper was not your most difficult opponent. That's kind of what you mean, right? Yeah, no, it, it wasn't. I mean, they, they said he was a good boxer and stuff like that, but, and they were trying to say he had a good ground game, but when you look at, like, the footage and stuff like that, and just how many times, like, like the way he lost, you know, I wouldn't say that, like, he was, like, you know, a big, like, threat, you know, so. Okay. I immediately thought of either you or your coach Pender um, today when I was thinking, man, I should do an episode doing even just analysis of how in the fuck Sean Strickland beat Izzy and and made it look, I think, he made it look like something I could do. Or, you know, I know that sounds insane, but what happened in the main, let's just jump right to it, uh, Zach, what happened in the main event? So first off, we all know that style makes fight, you know? The MMA math, some people may think that, like, because A beat C and B, B beat C, that means that C is going to beat A, whatever the math may be. But what really happened is, from the moment this fight uh, was scheduled, we all knew in our mind that, technically speaking, Israel has the better striking. I mean, just, like, levels above one of the best striker in kickboxing and in the UFC in general. And Sean Strickland, you know, he had his ups and downs. He got knocked out by Alex just for, like, fighting dumb. And he said it himself. He just walked forward and just thinking he was just going to walk through him. But then since then, he got better. And so easy thought because, you know, I'm that world-class fighter or striker. It's going to be a piece of cake for me. Even in one of his interviews, he was like, um, he said, well, when it comes to levels, he is levels below me. So just going into the fights, and it's a great thing to be confident. But, you know, when you're, like, in the UFC, you get to a level. If Even if someone isn't that good, they could still be a threat. So he walked out. He was confident, you know, dancing and stuff like that. As far as the first round goes, I just feel like he was playing around too much. Right from the beginning, I could see that, like, his chin was up, you know, kind of just, you know, when you get that, like, new guy that comes in the gym and, like, you know you're way better than him. So you just with your hands down, moving your head, taunting him. And then he catches, he catches with something. And it's so unexpected that you're like, dude, like, that's not normal. And from then, you know, you're like, okay, now I'm going to be technical because what happened wasn't normal and I feel like it was kind of like the same scenario he walked into the cage he thought it was going to be easy he was going to pick him apart and Sean he just did what he had to do which was he like walked forward because like I said style makes fight and the style that Sean has this like Philly shell kind of like boxing thing when you're fighting people like that that don't care about getting punched and they just keep walking forward you got to fight those guys with volume. And what happened was, um, Izzy, you know, first of all, he was having a hard time landing leg kicks. A lot of his leg kicks got checked automatically or he was moving out the way. And that's because he wasn't putting anything in front of it, trying to, like, disguise it in any sort of way. And also, it's just, you know, 
the head movement just uh, for easy, it just like wasn't there, you know. I just felt like he thought he was gonna win easily, but due to like him being cocky, uh, that's why he lost. You do, know. Do you think he he expected for Strickland to try to get it to the ground? Um, probably, but not really, because he knows that like Sean is like you know he likes to, like prove people wrong and uh, go out there and like okay. Just, like, we should but have Alec. we should have known he he's a, a kind of a psychopath. How much do you think the effect of being like vocally kind of like they said that Muhammad Ali would convince people that he was like crazy and then everybody else was like is this guy crazy and then when he got in the ring they were they're fighting in their mind a crazy guy. Do you think a little bit of that applies to Sean Strickland in this case? No, because most people that are crazy never really have to say that they are um crazy. In terms of like Muhammad Ali, I think he was more playing mind game. But everyone knows, just like Sean, just like his, just the way he is, his behavior. Like he doesn't have to tell anybody that he's crazy. We know he is. Yeah. Distinct difference between what Muhammad Ali was playing with. Yeah, Muhammad Ali was playing more like a mind game with his opponents. You know, he's he was like more sane. But, you know, Sean... Even though he's cool, he's missing a few boxes up there. Earlier, you mentioned the leg kicks, and it looked to me like Sean Strickland had that style, kind of like a Philly shell boxing thing, where he was not standing quite like a boxer. His feet were much closer together, and so he was yeah. more upright, upright, more like a kickboxer. So he had the timing and everything down. They say he spars like every day, I think. So he's just his muscle memory is so good that every – it looked like every leg kick is he threw, Strickland checked it at least a little bit. Yeah, checked them or he, he was moving out the way. And I was really surprised that uh, Easy didn't make the adjustment of like, okay, I wasn't able to let that, link, that leg kick. Okay, maybe I'm going to throw a jab or faint more. And the other thing, the feints. When you have like, because like we said before, uh, Styles makes fight or something like that. Um... We know that easy he faints a lot, but to stop that or to like nullify that, you just gotta like not react to the faints because there's a point where like you faint, but you know that like they're not gonna hit you. They're just like showing it versus like going like almost there. And so he did a good job by just like not reacting to the faints and just walking forwards and just moving out the way only when he needed to. <laughs> That, that's where I do think the crazy part does play in at least a little. If you know Sean Strickland is, in fact, crazy, and you're like, look how he, he's doing a Philly shell against me in MMA? What the fuck? Right? I mean, he doesn't care about it. He's not even keeping his, his front hand up at all. Um, does that not factor in somehow where you're like, this guy doesn't even care if he gets hit? Isn't that a little bit of a curveball? It is, kind of. Yeah, it is. But at the same time, it's like, you know, uh, the other thing is like he was on the back pedal way too much. There was like not one moment where like he tried to like press forward or regain the center. He was basically like running for like 25 minutes. And that's like very tiring because no one is practicing that, you know, just going on the back pedal for like 25 minutes. Just no one does that. Would you say Izzy is normally a counter puncher and 
and it it just didn't really work for some reason. He was backing up and waiting to set something up, but it, for some reason, it just didn't work. I don't have any idea. Someone made it. Someone sent me a screenshot. Rooster posted, who I'm blocked. Yeah. He, he has me blocked. But uh, Blake Kellogg, the rooster, the rowdy rooster, says he thinks Izzy threw the fight, and I don't think he's right. I disagree with Rooster. But no, no. but at certain points early, I was looking at him like, what the fuck's going on? I rewatched the fight today, and I was like, this almost does look like like there's one guy who like isn't even tr- you know not even trying. So it was very bizarre. So I'll say this as far as like Izzy style versus Sean style. Uh, like, like I said with the fame game, basically, I just feel like watching that fight, and it may sound like, I, I mean, I'm not trying to shit on Izzy or anything. I mean, we know he's a great striker, but because everyone is so scared of the faint, it's kind of like he's doing like a little like magic trick. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm scared. Like, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But once you like see through that, you're like, actually, he's not doing much. And then you attack, and now you're like, oh, my God. Like, what I was seeing was just, you know, a mirage or something like that. And I just felt like that's what happened last night with Sean. He went in there. He is not scared of the faints. Uh, um, Izzy was fainting and trying to, like, kick him, but he was able to, like, see everything. And then he's like, whoa, like, I can hit this guy. I just knocked him down. And that's why, like, even, like, in the fifth round when he was, like, screaming at him, like, at this point, he didn't care because he knew, like, Easy really didn't have anything on him. It's a bizarre way for what on paper is the biggest upset in the history of the UFC. It's a very bizarre way. It wasn't like a, you know, you can almost understand Conor McGregor runs out, knocks out Jose Aldo. I mean, that was shocking. Don't get me wrong. But you, you would have known Conor McGregor could knock you out. You know, he's a striker, right? That could have happened, okay? Yeah. I Did anyone expect it to be specifically a kickboxing match and for crazy Sean Strickland to just dominate a five-round decision? No, I was... Most of the stuff that I was hearing before the fight, even I was talking about it with my manager, he was like, no, this fight... Uh, um, he was like, well... He's had a lot of tough fights, and this fight is just like a little break. So he's just going to go out there. He's going to play around, and he's going to beat him, and that's going to be it. Oh my even God. my man, like, I don't know why Sean Strickland is even fighting for a title. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people were thinking. And he gets into the fight, and then the first round, he he gets ah, he got slumped, man. And after that, it's just like, whoa, maybe he has a chance at winning. And he won. Do you think it's bad for the UFC to have someone like Sean Strickland be, uh, I mean, almost turns into one of the biggest stars in the the entire organization almost overnight? What do you think? To be honest, no, I don't think it's bad. And plus, like, he's, like, real. And he's going to attract, like, a lot more people. Like, a lot lot of people, like, don't like him because of how he is. But, like, now that you're going to see, like, more interviews from him and, you know, him being a champ, you'll see, like, more of, like, his journey and his side or whatever. I think people are going to, like, like him more. So, I mean, he's definitely marketable with the stuff he says, you know, some out-of-pocket stuff. So, people are always going to be, like, listening to him regardless. 
I assume you've heard some interviews from Sean Strickland. What's the craziest thing you have heard him say? I mean, to me, it's nothing because, like, the stuff he says, is like, it doesn't, like, shock me. I'm not like, oh, my God, why would someone do that? Because, uh, you know, I uh, I can relate to him a little bit, you know. <laughs> So nothing he has said has really come across as being very offensive to you. No, not really. Okay. So, so, so to me, like everything he says is like normal, but to some people, it may be like, "Whoa, like what is he saying? Like, is he serious or is he just playing?" Um, there was a couple. I think there was a fighter last night who won his fight. I don't know his name or anything, but then he like called another team a bunch of. Faggots? Oh. Did you hear about this? I didn't, but it's like... <laughs> and then you know, supposedly he won, but he might now be getting cut. I mean, see, yeah. You get to a certain level that you got to watch the stuff you say, especially when it comes to, like, you know, the faggots and the gays. It's, you say one thing wrong and, whoa, whoa, you're, you're a criminal. So going forward, what do you think should be the next fight for... Strickland or Izzy? Well, they're speaking of a rematch, so that's probably going to be the next one. But if not, uh, I don't really know. Ha I don't. How do you think a rematch would go? What kind of what type of adjustments can Izzy make? Because he was documented as saying he was basically taking this fight very lightly, like Strickland was not on his level at all. So now I expect that we'll see some different shit. What can he do? He's not, Izzy's not going to turn into a, based on that style I saw from Sean Strickland, it looks like who could really fuck him up would be someone who can rest, out, out wrestle him. Like, you know. But Sean has said in his interview, he said he wants to show people that he can wrestle. So I say if there's a rematch between Izzy and Sean, I'd say maybe this time he'll switch it up and then wrestle with him and then be like, and then give like another layer of like, whoa, like we didn't know Sean could do this. And then it would really scrub easy because easy would think that like, okay, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to outstrike him. And then he ends up like being on defense and stuff like that. I mean, easy has the good scramble and stuff, but it would be like a totally different fight. And the adjustment he would have to make is mainly like try to press forward, you got to fight those guys with volume. When someone has like a Philly shell or whatever, even if you're throwing four punches and you're only landing one, that's better than just throwing one at a time and not landing anything. And that's what happened in the fight. Like, I didn't see him throw like a good like one, two, three or double jab cross or anything like that. Very interesting. I think it's more on you or Pender's level to analyze the distance thing because it's almost like this looked like a old school, to a degree, like an old school boxer matched up with a karate guy and he just got in there and fucked him up. And it, it was just very, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. This is why I wanted to do this episode. It was very interesting to me. It's really nice that you said that, that it was a boxer versus like a kickboxer. And what happened with a lot of kickboxer is they cannot box. If you take the kicks away and you box with them, it's almost as if, like, they're amateurs. They stepped in the gym, like, a month ago. I've had a lot of people 
I've had a, I went to like sparring sessions, like at other places and stuff. And it's like, some people are always like, okay, you're kicking better than me. But it's like, when I like, um, cut off your kicking range and just straight up boxing, mm. it's like, like, I didn't know my last name was Floyd Mayweather, but <laughs> highlight real yeah. time. So, yeah. So I feel like that was kind of that, like, um, uh, Sean knew how to box, and as far as like boxing only, I feel like uh, what's it called? Easy wasn't on his level, and that's why uh, he lost. Like he knew Sean knew more about kickboxing than Easy knew about boxing, and I feel like that's what played into the thing. That's a good point because I do believe Strickland in his ability to at least check a little bit each of the leg. I think he checked at least a little bit of a check every single leg kick that it looked like Izzy was throwing. So you know that hurt Izzy at least a little bit too. So he must have been thinking like, holy fuck, I got nothing. Yeah. It it looks like the name of the fighter is Charles Radke who won – his fight last night, and then decided to call. Uh, he's already released an apology, saying he'd like to, you know, I'd like to sincerely apologize to UFC fans across the world and the fans here in Sydney. So you just get real carried away in the cage. That- I mean, it happened with uh, uh, what's it called, Buckley, Joaquin Buckley. You know, after the interview, he was like, "Yeah, what's up, niggas?" And I was like, <laughs> and he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, but you know, it happens." Is that as offensive, though, as calling an entire fight team a bunch of F4 faggots? An African, a black guy saying the N-word is not as... In today's culture, we got to admit, black guy gets some at least somewhat of a pass for that. Yeah, I mean, it's not as offensive. I mean, to me, like, neither of them are offensive. If your team, of, if your team is a team of faggot and he said it, there was probably a reason behind it. <laughs> okay. So you're... <laughs> Zachariah Kamara officially endorsing Radke's uh, statement from yesterday. Breaking news. Yeah, man. I mean, I'm with it. If he called him a faggot or faggots, there's a reason behind it. Okay. All right. Well, Zach, I appreciate you joining me for this episode. In your opinion, what's next on the MMA calendar? And that can be a creative answer. That could be what you are looking forward to with the UFC next or another promotion or maybe another combat sport. It could also, of course, include yourself and your fight career. As far as UFC, just like uh, some cool fight, some cool matchup, just like Sean Strickland like versus AZ. Like, we want to see someone that everyone thinks they're going to lose and they come and they dominate in a way where you're like, yo, like, is this real? And then as far as me, I think I'm going to have uh, another fight in October. So I'll just I'll just train for that, I guess. <laughs> Did you do you find it really fascinating because you train MMA so much? How fascinating is it for you to watch a, 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 a tactical um, matchup unfold like what we saw in the main event last night? It is very, I mean, I like it because now it's like, you know, usually I get to watch like the whole card, but even if I can just get to watch one fight and I can like take notes, then let's say like one day, like I'm in a fight, I can be like, oh, 
okay, this is the style that AZ was having an issue with. And, okay, I think I know how to fight that. And I'm not going to do what he did, you know? So it's like, you know, constantly, like, watching fights. You kind of, like, download, like, all those informations, like, in the back of your head. And one day they just, oh, okay, cool. I need to do this, this, and that. So as a brief summary, Zach, what is the – if you were to fight Sean Strickland – and you were, let's say you're somehow in Izzy's body, what would you have done specifically different? But I'm, I'm like boxing with him. It's like, I, I, I gotta, if I'm, if I was easy, I'm right there. It's like, yes, he's pressuring me forward, but I would have to be like taking a risk and like, I gotta like set up the, what's it called? Set up the leg kicks, put something in front of it. Double jab cross, leg kick, and I wouldn't be going for head kicks. He was trying to like throw a lot of like question mark kicks and stuff like that. But the way his guard was, it was too easy. So I feel like for the first two, three rounds, I would have been throwing just body kicks and leg kicks with some like boxing combination in the front. That's really it. Okay. And do you know, you said sometime in October, do you know a specific date yet or any mention of an opponent or anything? Uh, They said October 7th. In Columbus, and uh, they said it's uh, around. Uh, 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 what's it called? Oh, shit. Uh, against a dude called uh, Ryan Santana. I don't know, man. Something okay. like that. Okay. Well, Zach, I really appreciate you joining me for the impromptu review episode today. And I best of luck to you in your fight camp and your recovery from last night's fight. And, of course, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I said, I I don't need to recover. (laughs) Okay. So best of luck to you in your next fight in October against Ryan Santana. And I look forward to speaking with you again soon. I'm sure we'll have to do an episode like this again. Thank you. Sure, man.